I don't even have the notes in front of me. I'm horrible. Yeah, I did notice there's no notes in the episode <laughs> planner, but that's okay. Uh, that's right. Story, story, Sam. I will punish you with this week's game choice. Seven Days to Play! Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past seven days, I have challenged Edwin to play Never... St- Always be sneaking. <laughs> Never oh. stop sneaking. Always be sneaky. Always be closing. Don't even think about sneak. Never stop sneaking. Yeah. So this is a game by Humble Hearts. It started with one guy, uh, and he created a game called Dust Elysium, which was kind of a a side-scrolling adventure game. Dust Elysium. You would call them a Metroidvania-style game, where you go when you collect things, and you further the storyline, and ultimately you find your ultimate goal. I forget what it is, because I haven't actually played Dust Elysium. But... Um, his second venture into game development has been with this game called Never Stop Sneaking. Don't stop your sneaking. <laughs> and with this game, it is very much uh, in, um, inspired by another game called Metal Gear Solid Liquid, <laughs> which, which, is sort of, uh, which is a PlayStation game where you go around as a guy named Solid Snake. So solid. Yeah. <laughs> Weird enemies like with names like Psychomantis and I forget what it is like. Oh, I love one. W- Lone Sniper or something like that. <laughs> what did Drew say on Twitter? The decoy yeah, octopus. Decoy octopus is another one. Revolver Ocelot. So is it a similar game? Like you're sneaking around. It's actually a lot. You're like in an enemy base trying to recover. Yeah, stuff. it's a, it's a very hard game. So Metal Gear Solid is you have to kind of sneak around in a base. You hide behind like metal crates filled with weapons. Uh, you have like a trank gun, and you ultimately have to f- uh, hide from enemies that are patrolling uh, on their like line of sight cones and go up from behind them and choke them. Uh, but this is very difficult because as soon as you're caught, what happens is like this alarm sound goes off, and all of a sudden, like there are tens of enemies coming towards you, and they they try to kill you, which is really hard. But in this one. They're not so smart. <laughs> They're not so smart. Um, and it just sort of takes the fun aspect of sneaking around and killing people uh, without so much the, the getting part, the getting caught part, which is the unfun part about the Metal Gear Solid games. Well, I guess we should maybe delve into the gameplay a little bit. There's a plot, kind of, and I think Sam can probably talk about that because I skipped over those <laughs> screens pretty quickly. I started to read them and then I'm like, oh, oh boy. You're like a secret agent, and you have a superior officer who thinks he's funny. Well, what's his name? It's like Major... Oh, what's his name? (laughs) I should have written this down. But it's like um, Major Concern or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so there is kind of story, but basically you need to complete a bunch of missions which involve sneaking around enemy base, collecting ESPs, which is extremely sensitive papers. Uh, like something like extremely sensi- uh, sneaking points. Oh, there it is. And you need to collect enough of those that you can then sell at the end of the mission to buy supplies for your secret base. And then, then like that's kind of where the story goes, and you just keep building more and more of your secret underground layer. And then sometimes you need to find a CD-ROM or find a secret, another secret agent. Yeah, you have to find people that help you build your underground base. And in normal games, you have a little map that goes from level one to level two to level three. 
what you have instead of that is a first you got to build your initial campfire and then you got to build the air generator and then the water purifier and it sort of like levels you up into building your own uh sneak and base headquarters and they use that as like a device to tell the story a little bit and also gives you objectives to hire a construction worker to build a better base or a guy who knows how to build actual underground bases to actually build your underground base, which I thought was pretty funny. The game itself is a top-down scroller. I'm trying to use clever words here, but failing. But you're looking down on yourself and you need to run around this base. It's essentially a 2D game with some little 3D embellishments and you need to dodge around the guards on duty who have an extremely powerful flashlight but within a limited peripheral vision so luckily where they see is only where they shine their light right so that's kind of the clue you need to uh, avoid detection yeah so what you see is their sight cones and their sight cones are very visible on the map so it's a top-down oh, game that's what a sight cone is <laughs> That's something I drove around during my driver's ed. <laughs> it's a it's a completely 3D game, so it's it's beautifully rendered. It, it almost looks like a a PlayStation One game, but it isn't. That's I'm going to come back to the graphical style. The look of it really does look like kind of a modern approach to what a PlayStation game kind of looks like. So while the polygons are kind of rough, um, the textures in them uh, are kind of blocky, so you get the sense of like. Like it isn't fully textured out, but that's very much in the style of like what that what the first Metal Gear Solid game was like on the PlayStation One. So I feel like they took a lot of influences from that. This is quite the gamer's game, would you say? Yeah, I do feel like it it plays a lot of like different little side nods to other games that you might have enjoyed, especially when you're a big fan of the PlayStation One. You know, if you ever played if you ever played a Metal Gear Solid game and you actually hated the sneaking aspect of it because one, it's really hard to do, right? It's kind of like very stressful. Um, and when you get caught, it sort of blows your cover and you kind of have to either kill everyone, which doesn't feel like it's in the spirit of the game, or you have to start over, right? And to me, like or this... Run away like a child. <laughs> and to me, this this game gets takes away all that stress and just makes you feel like a badass uh, espionage <laughs> stealth guy that's taken out all the baddies just the sneakiest of sneaky guys <laughs> i was very intrigued by the game because as a doofus with absolutely no prior experience i don't know what a metal gear solid is or a playstation one at first glance i thought oh the actual game is to to kill the guards or take out these uh like laser sensors and that is the game but that's not actually where the skill is because your little guy will automatically take them out. You just need to sidle up next to them and take it out. So true to his name, it is all about the sneaking and like the actual shooting and killing and stabbing is done for you. And so as soon as you get close to the bad guy, it just automatically does like this move and you, you hear the bad guy go and then dies immediately, which is quite satisfying. You get different kinds of bad guys. So you have your normal grunt soldiers that, you know, have this like very clear cone of sight. And then you have the um, security cameras that kind of have like a little laser light, uh, like an arc of laser light that sort of goes in a pattern and you kind of have to avoid. And then there are these sentry guns that has uh, a direct one beam of laser 
which you have to sort of avoid at all costs or it'll, it'll shoot you. Um, and there are different ways to actually take these guys out. But what's also interesting is if you ever get caught by any one of these things, you're usually carrying an object that defuses the situation. If you get caught by a guard, you can use one of your bullets to shoot them instantly and it happens automatically. Um, if you get caught by like a security camera, you have like an EMP grenade uh, that sort of throws electricity and the security camera diffuses. And, you know, these are all like little objects that you initially don't have. But as you play the game and you open the treasure boxes, you get them. And these are like things that help you whenever you mess up. So really, you don't have actually that much control over what your character does, except where they go. Like you can't choose to shoot a guard instead of stab him with your blade that's all done for you depending on whether he sees you or not and that is pretty much it that's pretty much like, it there's not actually that much variations i think i was looking forward to maybe the gameplay developing a little bit more like they do try and make the levels different like sometimes you're on a spaceship sometimes you're in a jungle sometimes you're just like in a warehouse thing but actually at least to my eyes, I couldn't really tell the difference. It didn't feel like I was in a really different place because all the same game mechanics were there and everything kind of looked the same, you know? Yeah, like initially I felt the sneaking mechanic is really addicting. It was really fun to get into. But after giving it some time, um, you sort of see like the little shortcomings that the game has and ultimately like at the towards the later end, it does feel a little grindy and repetitive. But having said that, how far did you get, Edwin? So glad you asked. Let me just restart the game to tell so I can tell you. <laughs> I got nineteen percent of the way through. Whoa, that's One actually very, very impressive. That's quite far. <laughs> that's that's all I live for, Sam, is to impress you. So. <laughs> that's all I want. I've also got. Uh, I've collected six out of thirty characters and seven out of twenty-seven weapons. I think that's what those icons mean. Hmm. So I've completed 12% oh, of the okay. game, mm-hmm. but I've gotten six out of the 30 characters, eight out of the 27 weapons. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting indeed. Um, yeah, so let's, let's get to the three by threes, Edwin. This is a pretty fun game. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I played it quite a bit. The 19% doesn't sound like much, but I've played it a little bit. Yeah, it's actually quite a lot. Uh, I feel like I roughly played for most of the seven days. I'm not going to expose how many days just yet. No, we have but, to wait for that to reveal. But, and I feel like I've actually put in some considerable time uh, because some of those levels are quite long. Like in the beginning, it has like three rooms that you need to get past. But towards the later end, you need to finish out like six rooms to actually finish up one level. Yeah. And then nine, I think, on the later levels right. as well. Exactly. So yeah, nine rooms to complete a mission, I think. Yeah. And I would say like that roughly takes about 15 to 20 minutes. But you do have a choice on how you play these rooms. You can run to the exit. It's mm. not a prescribed thing you need to do to be get to get out. You can get packages. Uh I think the more guards you kill, the more bonus multiplier points you get. Right. So you can get more ESPs which then you can use to build buildings. Yeah, see, that's where it kind of gets a little bit confusing. I kind of ignored that and just played the levels without trying to worry too much about the tactics and trying to work out, oh, wait, do I actually need to do these missions or how much ESPs do I need to get or all that kind of stuff? 
that stuff got a little bit confusing. Yeah. But I think like on the good points, on another one of the good points, like besides it being kind of a sticky game that you can easily get into, um, I thought the controls felt really, really good. The one thumb control of just being able to really easily move your guy around. And the guy doesn't actually go at a much faster pace if you move your thumb further. It's a, it's a quite steady pace of him. <laughs> I found that quite annoying. Like, move faster, <laughs> you slow bastard. But the thing is, like, there wasn't that much variance between him moving slowly and him moving his max speed. So you can be quite accurate with your thumbs and in such a what I would say is, you know, very atypical for a sneaking game, right? But... <laughs> is, that a, is that a whole genre, a sneaking game? <laughs> it is. It's uh, most modern games these days will usually have like some aspect of like a sneak, a- sneak element where you, where you can't <laughs> get caught. Aspect. Yeah, and most of the time, like it's really hard to get that sneaking uh, part section right. If you ever want a sneaking game and without any consequences, this is a pretty good sneaking game. <laughs> hashtag sneaking without consequences <laughs> that's the next game i have another good point okay great hit me with one more yeah so i really like the art style while some people might actually consider it to look quite dated and choppy it reminded me a lot of uh metal gear solid which is quite revolutionary at the time of making a playstation one game essentially demonstrate that it has a capability of making a game that feels very cinematic, right? And I feel like it got so much of that inspiration right in this game. Of course, there's going to be some like uh, really loose edges because it is using a modern resolution engine. But overall, like I felt it was a pretty uh, good representation of what, what, uh, what that game felt like. Well, I'm going to take your good point and I'm going to turn into a bad point for me. In a way that I can't quite describe, it felt like the graphical style of the menu screens and like the character story things it was quite a lot different to the actual levels. I don't know if, and I can't really describe it. I don't know if you have that feeling or t- as well, and whether whether that's like a deliberate choice. Yeah, I felt like that was kind of off. Like the game actually looks like pretty smooth considering it's made with polygons, but then when it came to the the camp achievements, like your secret base achievements, it was like these really pixely blocks. Right. And I'm not sure if those two actually fit together. That threw me off a little bit because I couldn't ever work out, wait, what is this game? Is it supposed to be like a pixely thing or is it yeah. supposed to be a little bit more smooth? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Like, I think there was an aspect of that where if they just stuck to like more of a smoother style, but sort of aliased rather than it being pixel perfect. If you ever use Photoshop, you get your picture and then you say, uh, make it pixelate it with like four by four (laughs) pixels it sort of makes you into like a mosaic that would have been more accurate to the style so actually just like draw something in really smooth pictures and then pixelate it a little bit Yeah, and then even like when you choose your character you kind of get like the static representation of your character is very different to like the 3d model you (laughs) see at the very beginning of each level where the camera kind of pans back and around yeah my second bad point uh, I the the style of humor <laughs> fell pretty flat. Maybe it's like it's a callback to this style of game. Maybe I don't know. You can perhaps speak to that. Yeah, I was not into it at all. It is it is definitely a callback to the game, but you know they kind of ridiculousified it even more. That's a real word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> and yeah, for some reason, like it was funny for like the first five minutes and then it quickly sort of lost steam and 
I don't know. Like it's it's a really hard balance because the game, the actual like Metal Gear Solid game, is by itself really ridiculous. Like I don't know how a satire of that game could sustain like its humor. My next bad point would be that things got really really repetitive really quickly. Yeah, that was that's my point as well. Yeah. Whereas like the gameplay initially like felt really solid, and you can you can tell like how fine tuned the gameplay was. Like there wasn't enough different types of bad guys. There wasn't enough different types of bosses. Um, yeah. yeah, there's like three types of boss. Yeah, and they're, they're the same each time. You first get the helicopter guy, then you get the the robot guys, guys, the guys, and then you got the guys you got to lead into the light, and <laughs> then you dazzle them, and then and then you can attack them. It doesn't hold up over long periods of time. I mean, <laughs> it's, in that way, it's pretty suited to mobile because you play it for five minutes, and they're like, okay, right, I'm done, and then not maybe a few hours later, oh, I can play another game of this, but. Yeah, long over the longer term, I'll just be like, oh, oh boy. After after playing nineteen percent of it, I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to go on. I'm yeah, not super hooked into a why I'm building the base on B, the grindy gameplay, right? Like why I should carry on. So for me, the other like my last bad point is like I played. I feel like I played quite a good chunk of this game, like twelve percent. You know, I. I honestly, if he, if when I reveal the amount of days, I feel like I should have made a lot more progress in the story. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think I, I played it for quite like the first day or two. I played quite a bit, but didn't realize that I needed to purchase stuff in the, in between screens to further the mission. So maybe I just played the same rooms over and over again. I can't quite remember, but I, def- I do remember being confused by the sort of room map when right. you start a mission and then the larger mission of building stuff at your base. Yeah, and the whole point of the game is that you're supposed to be rescuing these presidents that have been kidnapped. Oh, God, yeah. That's but, in the description. I have absolutely no recreation of that. That has never come up at any point in this 19% of the game that I've played. Exactly, and I feel like I haven't rescued one president. Yeah, and we have all of them to rescue. <laughs> exactly. There, there are 43 presidents, right? Like, oh, no. congratulations, you've saved LBJ. Because I'm listening to LBJ's War right now, which is right. a really good podcast. But JFK is in, the, is in another castle. Ah, Exactly. Congrats. Throughout my gameplay, I feel like I've ne- I've, I haven't made actual progress uh, in the game. And I don't know if that's actually going to happen after I finish completing the base, but that seems kind of ridiculous because I've already spent so much time in it. And then we have to save like 45 presents. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Now I'm really mad that I have no... At no point has this felt like we've made any progress in saving these 75 presidents, 75, <laughs> in these 45 presidents. Well, maybe we could save 44 of them. How about yeah, that? that sounds good. <laughs> I will reveal how many days I've played because I feel like you have always revealed first. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I have played it for five out of seven days. I played it six out of seven. Wow. Yeah, I, I played quite a lot. Yeah. I think it was like Sunday where I played more PUBG and, didn't, and kind of forgot to play... <laughs> never stop sneaking <laughs> but otherwise yeah it's a total it's a totally great game to play on the subway if you have a few minutes spare just uh just a, a pop and go yeah i think i think if they can make um adjustments to the story and actually feel like you're making progress in the story like i think i'd definitely play it more because i actually want to save some presidents like pretty soon <laughs> yeah yeah for seven days i'm pretty happy with it but i don't think i'll be playing it after yeah, if I had saved one president during that time, I think it would have driven me more to to play it more. But because I I feel like I haven't really made any progress, 
I, it's going to be safe to say that I'm not going to play any more of this, unfortunately. <laughs> Even when you're bored on the plane ride home? Yeah. Home. <laughs> when I'm bored on the plane ride home, I will probably be playing another game. Well, Sam, you were 30 minutes late to this record, so I um, so you now have your punishment, which is, <laughs> for the next seven days, you shall be playing Harry Potter, colon, Hogwarts Mystery. I wish you can see my expression. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> I kind of suspected I mean, it. You knew it was coming, yeah. <laughs> you have been chosen to attend... Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Embark on your own adventure in this all-new RPG set in the Wizarding World years before Harry Potter received his Hogwarts letter. Explore the never-before-seen rooms of Hogwarts Castle and investigate ancient mysteries. The ancient mysteries. The ancient mysteries. There's probably some crystals involved, too. Learn powerful magic and knowledge from Professors Dumbledore, Snape, and more. I love Professors more. (laughs) (laughs) Duel against your rivals and forge alliances and new friends to help you on your adventures. And blah, 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 blah. groundbreaking mobile game, blah, blah, blah. All new story, Wizarding World. Gryffindor, Cunning Slytherin, you decide. After all, this is your Hogwarts story. Yeah, I have a prediction about this game. I feel like Ooh, okay. I'm either going to really, really, really love it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like an easy seven out of seven days for me. Or I'm going to really hate it. And I think... It really depends on which age group this game is going to be made for. On a scale of one to Slytherin, how much <laughs> do you? How much of a Harry Potter fan are you? I'm easily a Hufflepuff on that scale. <laughs> the scale that makes about as much sense as our seven-day rating. <laughs> now, out of a scale of one to ten, I think I'm easily like a seven or an eight. Okay, so you've seen all the movies. Have you read, read all the books? I've read all the books. I've mm-hmm. seen all the movies. I haven't written my own fan, fanfic about it. <laughs> well, maybe that's a blessing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am going to ask you, though, who is your favorite character? That's a tough question. I, know. I think my favorite character would probably have to be Sirius Black. Oh, yeah. So, so fleeting. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, but yeah. <laughs> so ghostly. Uh, mine is... Uh, Sadly, woefully underused in the movies, but Hedwig. Hedwig is my favorite character. <laughs> She's so awesome in the books. And yeah. criminally underused in the movies. Before we go, shall we get to things of the week? My thing of the week has been from... It's, it's a follow-up from last week because I decided to watch it uh, at the end of last week. And I've watched it since then. Oh, Which is... This? Kingsglaive, Final Fantasy. Kingsglaive. Oh, yes. I agreed to watch it and then failed. Yep. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't need to watch it. Don't save your $12 from Amazon <laughs> Instant Video. Don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful movie. Uh, the CG is amazing. I think the fighting that they do is quite cool because they, they kind of like teleport all over the place in a way that is very unique to the game. But boy, oh boy, is the story stupid. Mm. And are the characters so flat and dumb. And this is not the case in the game? Yeah, it's actually quite different in the game. Um, Okay. But I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, I feel feel like the game has slightly more dimension, mainly because uh, they spent a much longer time developing the game. 
think the game has been like 10 years in the making. Whereas this movie feels like sort of a retcon deal where there's this really interesting thing to tell before the game or like, you know, a little thing that happens in the game. Let's make up some characters for it. Movies of video games, always tricky. Yeah. And now I'm trying to rack my brains. Has there ever been a good one? Uh, good m- movie from a game? Yeah. Hmm. No, there was one that was recent that was pretty good. Oh, Tomb Raider. No, but that was not good. <laughs> I haven't watched the Vikander one yet. Uh, Vikander. Alicia Vikander one. That's supposed to be pretty good, but I'm still skeptical. Mm. Yeah, tweet us your favorite movies that were adapted from games. I know some horrible, horrible ones. Like the Super <laughs> Super Mario Brothers one that was absolutely horrible. Oof, oh boy. The uh, one with Bob Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh, R.I.P., yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter? Oh, boy. No, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all the movie games I've seen. All the game movies um, I've seen. There's been a one... That, Doom was another one. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, wow. that was actually quite not so horrible. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so right now, Doom is leading, is leading the charge. So if there is a better game movie than Doom... You want to hear about it? My thing of the week is the habitat. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's so cute. <laughs> habitat. <The> habitat. <laughs> Sounds like a Swedish candy. <laughs> the habitat is a new podcast from Gimlet Media. All episodes dropped, I think, last week. On April 18. It's a seven part series documenting. Uh, the year that seven people spent in isolation to kind of mimic what it would be like for humans to go to Mars. So they have built this this habitat in Hawaii, which apparently is one of the few places on Earth that kind of has a Mars-like environment and, you know, actual like uh, e- ecological profile. <laughs> and yeah, then, so like really hard crust and a nougat center. Yeah, it's like a dime bar, exactly. And then, or a Mars or, bar. Or a Snickers. We're just naming candy now. They were sent in with audio recording qu- equipment and the producers of the show could could kind of uh, email them questions and they try and do a whole thing about it. I sent this to you, Sam. Did you listen? I only listened to the first 10 minutes. Uh, I wasn't able to download it because I was already on like some weird LTE. Mm, oh, yeah. Jimbo oh, Jambo in the airport. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. I would say definitely check it out because it is an interesting idea. But what didn't quite land for me is that it was tr- it felt like it was trying to be a mix of like the real world or Big Brother kind of reality TV. Mm-hmm. Big Brother was huge in the UK. I don't think it was quite so big in in the in the US. But you know where they just have secret cameras installed in a house and then they put a bunch of strangers in there. Maybe like Terrace House, but less <laughs> right. polite. Uh, and then kind of crossed that with kind of a documentary. It's kind of like this, yeah, it just seemed to try and blend the lines between like a reality show and a, and a kind of a documentary about what happened to these people who pretended they were on Mars for a year. Right. And kind of hard to do when it's all in like a visual format. Or a non-visual format. I meant, I meant non-visual format, right. Yeah. I think the key weakness here is that they couldn't just record the whole year worth of people in the habitat they what they had to do was you know email 
the people inside and then get them to record answers so they always knew they were, were recording. And then I think oh, about, I see. If I think about, you know, Big Brother kind of reality style shows, what happens is people forget they're being recorded and that's mm. often when it becomes, you know, much, a bit less guarded and more interesting, especially to the outside observer. So they tried to, so that, I think that was kind of the key weakness of this is that the, the, I keep calling them contestants. <laughs> the, the people inside, you know, were deliberately recording responses to questions from the producers, knowing obviously that they have this sort of recording gear in front of their face. But that's not to say it's not interesting, but it just didn't quite hit in a way that I thought it might be able to somehow. It is a very interesting idea, and they try and hang a lot of you know previous experiences from from astronauts who've been to space and try and hook that in to the story or rather hook those things into the episodes and get some like archival footage but then it also goes a little bit far the into whimsy i think they're trying to be i just couldn't quite work out if it was trying to be very serious or whimsical mm, and i feel I like see. they couldn't quite thread the line between the two like they have a lot about pooping in space which is obviously fascinating <laughs> but then they also have a bit about the the terror attacks in Paris. But then they also have a fake Morgan Freeman narrator, and then a fake doo wop song. Uh, just they, yeah, it's just a very strange, just a very strange mishmash of ideas. Huh. Will I be able to make a decision for myself if I listen to the first two episodes? Yeah, I think you will. Okay, because I was also interested in Gimlet's other series, uh, Sandra. Yeah, they have launched three shows, uh, the second of which is, yes, Sandra, which is a scripted... Fiction. Yeah, it's a scripted fiction, a scripted drama, I guess, with mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig, one of my favorites, and Alia Shawkat, who is best known from Search Party, and she was maybe in Arrested Development. This is a grapefruit to me somehow. There's something about it that feels grapefruity. Oh, interesting. Uh, I listened to like the first five minutes of it and it kind of gripped me so (laughs) sounds like it sam yeah (laughs) because i've listened to the whole five minutes of it but it was one of those things where like i wanted to save it so that i can listen to it when i'm more focused on it Mm, like on on a plane ride for example yeah like on a plane ride exactly okay well since we're doing podcasts i'll get one more in that i've just started but i'm really enjoying and that's from the end of last year it's called lbj's war oh what's his first name lyndon johnson he recorded a lot of his phone calls and mm. did a lot of voice memos. So there's an awful lot of audio material from the time he was in the Vietnam War. And Oh, these are know, actual the recordings. Scenes. These are actual recordings of him. There's an eight-episode show, LBJ's War, with a lot of like behind-the-scenes um, recordings of him talking about how America got into the, into the uh, Vietnam War mm. and a lot of stuff around it, which, yeah, I really don't know much about. It's kind of as uh, as a European person growing up in wee Britain. That was never a, never really made it onto my radar. Like obviously I've heard of it, but right. yeah, I'm looking forward to understanding a lot more about the cluster f- that it was. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And it's on which network? It is on PRI, Public Radio International. I'm not familiar with their previous work. I'll see if I can check it out. But I'm interested in checking out the first two episodes of... The Habitat and Sandra. Habitat. Habitat. <laughs> and while you're doing that, you have seven days to play Harry Potter colon Hogwarts Hogwild. 
<laughs> no, wait, what's it called? Harry Hog- Potter Hogwarts Mystery. Please tweet us suggestions at 7 Days to Play on Twitter. Don't look at Instagram because